Hello, nerds and future nerds. Welcome back to the VF Comics and Graphics podcast. I'm Marcus. You're Megan. <laughs> I thought Tom Jesus. was supposed to go. I thought Tom was going first. No, no, no we already said you were you. going next, you fucking... I thought that Tom said that he's going, and I'm going... That is what I understood from that. No, no, this no. is going to be the opposite. That Tom was going to go This is going to be the worst second. episode that we've no. done. I was waiting this is for good. Tom. <laughs> so Can that, we start over? This is going to be the worst episode we've had. Can you know what? No. So no. That was Megan. Okay. Well, um, no. Anyways. You have to take that. Well, no, I asked. You have to take I'm that gonna, out. It's fine. It's too late. Um, so I'm going to start right this here. It's going to be the I'm one start, episode where she listens. I'm going to start right here. <laughs> okay. I'm Marcus. I'm Megan. <laughs> you are Fuck me. I was waiting on Tom again. I don't know why. And I'm, Do and it again. Shit, fuck. I want to keep that. I, I, I like it. No, I, I am. I'm already, I've already decided. Oh my okay, God. Wait, who is then? I'm Tom. I'm a big fan of what just happened. I, I really like it. I'm Megan. I I, I hate everyone. <laughs> Megan, you've already, Megan, you've already gone. <laughs> oh my God. So this is what happens when we get together. So welcome everybody to our comic book and graphic novel podcast where we talk about all sorts of things, whether it be the industry or the books that they make for all of us to read. Now, comics and graphic novels can cover just as broad of a range of topics as any form of art. So we may not talk about everything, but if there's something interesting going on we're not talking about, make sure to go to our social media on Facebook at VF Comics and Graphics or Instagram or Twitter. You'll find those links in the description and let us know what you want to hear about because right now we're mostly going to talk about what we're interested in and we'll probably still keep doing that even with your suggestions, but your suggestions would be nice too. I'm still going to do whatever I want to do. So Clearly so are the rest of us. Uh, yes. So... so <laughs> Um, so we're going to start off with a couple pieces of news before getting into our main discussion this week about the mouse bannings and uh, comics being banned, books being banned in general, and then we'll end up with what we're actually reading right now. So for our first piece of news, this is something that kind of speaks to me because I read a lot of mainstream DC and Marvel stuff. DC has announced a new dark crisis this summer which is their next big event. 
for those who don't know what a crisis is, is DC basically for a lot of their humongous crossovers have labeled them at a crisis. There's crisis on infinite earths. There is identity crisis, final crisis. In fact, just a year and a half ago, when we were doing the Dark Knights Metal event, they referenced all those crisis, crises, crisis, crisis, crises, crises. Thanks, guys. Mm, I welcome. I'm barely a reader, let alone a talker. Um, that's why we're on a podcast. <laughs> I talk you good. That's why you're a and, librarian. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm a librarian. Oh my gosh, I have yeah, made a mistake. <laughs> These have always been big deals because some of the biggest of them usually have some sort of like multiple earths coming together or it updates continuity. They are always major, major universe changing events. That's all it is, is they are event comics where pretty much all of the books in a publisher's, you know, publishing house come together for a crossover story that has major ramifications. In fact, the first major crisis was crisis on infinite earths and they killed the flash the original flash barry allen and supergirl yes they actually killed them permanently in fact it would be another almost 15 years before they would bring that flash back that's right a mainstream superhero was actually kept dead for more than a decade after that event yeah that's crazy yeah in fact to the point that whenever Mm. the justice league cartoon came out in the 2000s they used the flash that the character that took the mantle of the flash from barry allen who was the first flash and they used wally west because he was the only flash a lot of people had grown up with at that point um so that's what all these are and apparently this new dark crisis is you know without getting into too much detail because i don't know a lot yet it's really it's really interesting for people like me who love just big fun events with excuses to do crazy stuff it looks like it's going to reference a bunch of those old crises while creating a new one because as we talked about the other week the justice league died they're killing the justice league how long that'll last i don't know but the big thing about this event seems to be that the heavy hitters are gone so how are the heroes and villains going to face this new dark crisis coming at them. So yeah, it, you know, if you like company wide crossover events, this looks really cool. And they're trying to evoke a lot of nostalgia here, but it's working on me. So that's I good. Am down to that, I mean, cause I feel like you're the target audience for like events like that, you know? Yep. I yeah. am. <laughs> so like, I mean, that, that just shows that it's a successful move for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, especially because, like, you know, after the last big crossover, Dark Knight's Death Metal, I was like, well, I'm going to back out of DC for a while. Well, that didn't that didn't last. Um, not at all. Not even a little bit. That's really that all I have for the Dark Crisis. But Meg has another interesting bit of news for us. I really don't. It's fine. I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Just a small time... <laughs> Wait, artist, I thought, you know. Did he change his name to Snoop Lion? What happened to that? Oh shit. I you know, know, I do remember he? that, but man, I never hear of anyone refer to him really as Snoop Lion. Yeah, I have never heard that. I mean, you know, like that's like years the artist ago. formerly I'm gonna known check as while Prince. You're Everyone about still it, calls but... him Prince. So Okay, well Well, Tom's person, checking that out. Possibly 
formerly known as Snoop Dogg. It was just um, briefly a Snoop Lion, apparently. He, like... Oh, okay. He's back that. to Snoop Yeah, he's, like, okay, known professionally. Great, he's still a Snoop Dogg, yeah. Okay, great. Okay. Mm, okay. Uh, so, Snoop Dogg is co-creating a horror anthology graphic novel, and I just felt like people needed to know that, because uh, that's good. that's good news. I'm excited. It looks... The art... I only saw, like, a, a brief um, panel, but it, it looked wonderful. I loved the art that I saw. It was very, like, classic horror, you know what I yeah. mean? Um, and um, so he's co-creating this uh, anthology of urban-themed horror stories uh, entitled Tales from the Crypt with Eisner-nominated creator Rodney Barnes. And um, Rodney Barnes Kudos is, on the um, title and, like... It, it's ooh, very yeah. good. No, yeah, yeah 100%. He, uh, blah, blah, blah. Rodney Barnes is a I know that he's worked on television but he also wrote Philadelphia that's and that's really all I know that he's done I think he also produced a lot of shows oh yeah he produced my wife and kids and everybody hates Chris and oh, cool. oh and American Gods I did not know that so he has had his hand in a lot of pots is that the phrase <laughs> Is that yeah. No one's had their hand in as many pots as Snoop Dogg. Tom made a fantastic comparison earlier when describing <laughs> Snoop Dogg writing a comic. It's, it's one of my favorite, like, I think it was like a, a viral tweet or something, but, you know, it's like that Snoop, like, completed the game of life and at this point is just doing side quests. I mean, I mean, because he was so successful, so young, you know, I mean, like, mm -hmm. off of what we heard about him as as kids doing alone is a lifetime of achievement but i mean he's still just doing so many so many things it's it's incredible it's incredible that yeah he's managed I to consistently him. stay relevant like and <laughs> yeah. he show, he's shown up not only in a, yes. even though like some of a lot of the stuff he's done has adult matter he's managed to show up in like stuff for kids too because i think that he really is a champion of like childhood literacy and stuff like yeah. that and so like he just has maintained a presence. I love Snape. I love his music, for, like yeah. big time. He's very just as a cool as a person. Yeah, he just seems like a really, really yeah. Good guy. He does. Um. So yeah, Tales from the Crypt that's coming <clears throat> this fall, I believe. So extend. It'll be like an anthology series, but it'll be an anthology. It's an anthology. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so horror anthology so to me excited. is the way to go. Uh, yeah. I'm always big on like horror anthologies. A lot of horror can only be stretched so much. Yes. That's why sometimes horror shows don't work as well. Like Ashley and I are watching the Scream TV show on MTV. It's half terrible, half great. It's because they have to stretch out, even though it's only 10 episodes per season, it seems like they're having to stretch out so much like yeah. of the teenage drama and crap to have something to fill the episodes with because... I mean, how many people are going to die before you stop letting your kids run around by themselves yeah, at night? It's, it's true. And I don't know if this is the, you know, the case for like horror graphic novels or anything like that. But I know I've heard this said for horror video games that that's why they're so short in length. Because mm -hmm. after a while, and movies don't really have to worry about this because it's just generally like an hour and a half to two hours. But after a while, you stop being scared. Like you just become, it becomes the yeah. norm for you. You, get you know, desensitized. Uh, and, and series definitely like, like ongoing. Mm -hmm. That That's a struggle that you'd have to have, you know? Yeah. So uh, like anthology, good. Yeah, shorter the better. And yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> that'll be really, really cool. Thanks Snoop Dogg for bringing more cool stuff to our life. I will definitely yeah. have to pick that up. 
Well, and that is all the news that we have for this week that we're going to focus on because I really, really, really want to talk to you guys about something that's been burning through the internet. I say burning because they're burning these things too. And that is book bannings and book burnings. And it all like, and this has been going on for a while, but a really big book banning that got hit recently in Tennessee, correct? Yes. In Tennessee was the banning of the graphic novel Mouse. Now, for those who don't know, Mouse is basically about uh, anthropomorphic animals uh, representing different races during the Holocaust. And mice are, uh, are, Jewish people are represented by mice. And it's not focused on the war part of World War II. It is specifically focused on the Holocaust. And... It is a tough read. Megan, I, I think you've been reading it recently. Um, just to yeah, get I just Yeah, I just read both volumes. I had never read either of them. You, which is you're, you're finished with it really at this into, point? Yeah, okay. yeah, I finished okay. it. Um, I read a lot of <laughs> like Holocaust stuff, so I don't know why I had never uh, read that before. But uh, it, yeah, it, it was great. Both of the volumes were wonderful. I mean, hard reads yeah, for sure. Yeah, such a hard read. But sure. very, very yeah. well written. Yeah, and so, you know, it started off with, like, they were banning it in, you know, the library at the school, if I remember correctly. You know, they don't, these people, when these bannings occur, they, it's, sometimes they go after what's being taught in the classroom, but they often don't want these available in the public library for anybody to be able to pick up. And they take advantage of the fact that obscenity laws are very traditionally unclear, obscenity is really about what do the majority think about the material and unfortunately it's really easy to sound like you're the majority on the internet when really it's just five people who can't believe that their kids would have to hear about you know awful history it's real it happened and you can't ignore it but shows well, oh, the- sorry megan Oh, no, no. I was just going to say the the reason for this, um, I think the reason that they gave for wanting it out of the schools was there was one scene that had uh, nudity and then language was, was the reasoning that they gave, mm-hmm. which is absurd because the, the scene that they're referring to, I had to look for the nudity panel because I was like, I don't remember what they're talking about. And it was this one tiny little uh, panel from when... Well, spoiler alert from when his mom uh, uh, killed herself and it was her in the bathtub. And, um, I mean, you you don't see anything. And I was just like... Mm. On a mouse. <laughs> On a mouse, yeah. Keep, like, well, like... okay, so this was actually like a... <clears throat> this was actually like a a meta panel. It was actually a um, something that he had written that he was showing in the... Uh, in the graphic novel. So it was an old work that he had drawn. Oh, okay. And so it, it was, it was, I had, was I thought cool. I had, I had heard that the nudity aspect had to do with one of the mice. Ma- oh, maybe so then, because there I might be another that one that scene. you've missed. In I there. mean, there were like naked bodies because Holocaust. Yeah. I honestly, you know, and I granted, I read I, I, it yeah. in 2008. Mm-hmm. 
you know, so it's been a while, but I, I don't remember that. I like, that's not what stuck out to me when, no, when I read and that And it wouldn't book. to anybody. And if anybody is reading this and is, is getting kicks out of like the sexual content in this particular book, there are much <coughs> deeper things that you need to be worried about. 100%. Well, I and we brought that up when we were talking about it earlier is that it's not even sexual content. Like that's not it's why not. the nudity's there. And, so. that's, it's, and that's exactly no. the argument that it is. It's like, if you think there's sexual content, I want you to know that you have a lot in common all of a sudden with several serial killers that I've been listening yeah, to about on like several good. other podcasts. Like that's concerning. But what it is, is they always want to twist these things into like oh this is sexual or this is too violent that parent and those adults they don't want their kid's life to be censored until they're 18 to make up their own mind these are the kind of people who they are going to censor what their their kids see for as long as they're alive their their goal is not to help others (coughs) They're also under this weird misconception that feeling bad is not something you should ever feel. And I feel like any adult, regardless of, you know, knows that that's not a reality of life. No. Is that, you know, sometimes bad things happen and we have to learn to deal with them. But again, people are just like, well, I don't want that sort at schools. You know, there's a lot of arguments about what should and should not be taught in schools. And but the second you start erasing, and this isn't just erasing, you know, fictional content. These events really happened, and they don't want their kids to know about it. They want their kids to have a disconnected knowledge at best of it. And knowing there was a Holocaust and reading a book like Mouse are two very different things. I think it's it's a hot button issue right now. Well, uh, we know it is, you know, because yeah. library censoring and and book burnings have, have been in the headlines more frequently than you would ever want. But I think it's it's definitely going to be a bigger issue. And like to tie this into us being a comics and graphics podcast, comics and, and stuff like, you know, comics are usually a, a target for for things like that, especially alternative comics. I definitely have seen in, uh, in newspapers and, and stuff like that. And it, it will be an issue because schools were a gateway for conservative issues. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think how to word it in the Virginia governor race. And it was a success. Mm-hmm. And so that is, you know, like the times reported that is going to be a focus moving here on out as we start to go into midterm elections is mm-hmm. education and and, you know, what our kids are looking at and all that, that's going to be something that we're talking about a lot and seeing a lot of and stuff like that. So I think this issue isn't going away uh, anytime and, soon. And uh, it's a scary one because uh, I think it's it's just, I think we're all in agreement. And I don't want to speak for anybody that it's dangerous to remove material from people having access to it like that. You know, that, that's, that's a, that can be a very scary thing. And hard to govern, you know, to, you know, to use a. Yeah, I mean, like, where, where do you even draw the line? Uh, Speaking of uh, of Virginia, apparently someone on a Virginia school board even said recently 
and this is the kind of dangerous things that people in power say because they create this illusion of just like, well, I guess this is how it is now. And I always hear people say like, you know, these are how things are now when they're really not. But their words were uh, quoted as saying, I guess we live in a world now that our public schools would rather have kids read about gay pornography than Christ. And it's like yeah. that person is making decisions <laughs> oh, about the education of our oh, children man. that they can make a blanket statement like that during a school board meeting, like during like an official like this is supposed to be a professional meeting. They're going to say stupid shit like that. Yeah, I have so much to say about that. I have so many. I just want to talk about like, oh, man, I shouldn't get into. Mm. I see. And I was the same way. I hesitated. As soon as I even used like a label of like which type of politics are focusing yeah. on it right now, I was like, uh, you know, I don't necessarily. But I mean, honestly, yeah. like, you know, I will say with the disclaimer that that is factually correct. Like, you know, and, and, and in using that term, I'm talking specifically about like Glenn Youngkin running for governor and winning as a conservative candidate, focusing on on a conservative tight tightening up uh, uh, in the education realm, mm-hmm. you know. And that's that's how I got to that breadcrumb. Tom's rant <laughs> over. <laughs> uh, well, and a, a lot of I was just gonna say a lot of uh, like schools and libraries don't have like these certain policies in place about what the, the kinds of content that they're how they're policing this and how they're deciding what should stay and what is you know I don't know inappropriate for that age. Um, and so a lot of people are having to go back and create these policies, which is good, you know, and most of the policies are actually keeping stuff in rather than pushing it out. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing is like, if you're going to, if to me, the thing that needs to happen, it's like, if you're going to point at mouse, like, you know, like the arguments of this person, like they, a school board person bring it brought up comparing gay pornography than Christ. You know, my assumption is that person is interested in bringing the Bible into schools I hate to tell you this about the Bible, but there's some questionable content for kids to read in there too, based on, based on the parameters they're putting on other books. And so you ban, you ban a book about the Holocaust. I feel like you are really opening up to where the right people can come in and get things on the other side to the point that you don't have anything and now you have actively restricted access to any sort of information it's one thing i do like about public libraries we have some we have we have things in our library system that i could not disagree more with but it is not my job in my opinion to base what we collect or, or it's not my it, my opinion should not be the basis for what we collect and have yeah um in school in school libraries and i think where where the school library argument comes into it's really complicated is that these are kids these are our children and while i think some are taking it too far i think that there's books that are being banned out there that we're not hearing about in the news because maybe you know there's some argument that that shouldn't be in an elementary or middle school or junior high library. Mouse is one that definitely raised a lot of eyebrows because 
it is an educational tool for teaching about the Holocaust. A real historical event that there are people in power who think that it did not occur. Well, this is, is, you know, this brings up the issue too, like going back to the government thing, sorry to cut in, but I I do want to get before we get further away from it and it's no longer Mm -hmm. relevant, is that a lot of these issues are being brought up under the topics of parental control and input in in school and curriculum and stuff like that. And, um, and so I think that does go along with what you're saying of it's really dangerous to let certain people curate that, you know, mm-hmm. or there's, and, and just to have that as an open door thing, you know, there are some people out there that you're like, yes, please. It would be great to have your input. But there are also people that we've met in, in life that you're just like, man, I just could, I would not want that person adding mm-hmm. salt to the soup, you know, like, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, and I think that feeling's universal. We have all met people of, of opposite ideals that whatever you have that you feel that way. And, and, and so, I mean, it's, that's what's going on with this is, is that's the debate, you know? Well, and you like you bringing up, you know, you people of the opposite ideals, you know, making some of those decisions, but, you know, I've even had an argument with a family member where they were talking about putting the Bible in the school. And I was like, which one? <laughs> which one? Like, even yes, Christians, even people who are supposedly on the same side can't agree with which one of these and the in what interpretation of those events is the right one. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't even have to go to the That's other so side true. to find that difference. Like, you can find it in the people next to you. Like I, for I, instance, I, I forget about that, but that's a thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that's so like, true. You know, you, you don't even have, yeah, you don't have to go to the opposites. You can find it in your, in your neighbor. You can find it. I'm sure if we dug through certain things, we could find it between the three of us. Let's do that. Let's just have an entire podcast where we find oh, out geez. what we could not disagree with more on. Oh my God. <laughs> Maybe let's not do yeah. that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and so before we uh, get moving on, because I feel like, you know, we are we're definitely echoing what I think a lot of people's sentiment is about uh, book these book bannings. You know, there was a Tennessee pastor who's known for doing some pretty insane stuff who created a book burning event. He actually created a book burning event. He's like, that's, bring your Harry Potter, bring your yeah. Twilight. That's like a scene, like in my brain. That's like an image, like when you're watching like a fictional, uh, or not fictional, uh, about True. someone taking over power. You know, yes. and like, they're like the first thing we do is burn all the books. Yes, like, it's never uh, the good guys in the story. No, it's it like not. this is a comics and graphics <laughs> podcast. I'm sure also we have a lot of bleed over into like certain forms of fiction that we all like and movies that we've all seen. It's never the good guys that are censoring that material <laughs> in that way no. and doing the big bonfire with books and records and photographs and stuff like that. I, I just yep. never. And please, if there is, that's a gr- like, we would love to see the lone story. Like what? what story has the good guy doing that? Like there, that's just not the actions of, of the uh, good guys, but let us know that story so I can, 
fucking avoid it <laughs> well, <laughs> because I don't want to read that this stuff. always this always reminds me of an episode of Parks and Rec where they're trying to decide what to put into the time capsule. Oh my god! And oh, they Lordy. someone brings up Harry Potter or they bring up Twilight. Twilight, and it's Twilight, and one one group of people is just like it has overtly pagan satanic themes and someone's like i disagree it has <laughs> over like i don't want it in because it has overtly christian themes it's like they were like they were opposing they were arguing that it was the opposite but they both agreed that it shouldn't be in there <laughs> it was and, i mean like yeah and that's that's and, such great commentary well, on that yes and i think going straight to it, like I and mean, this is just what the article says about you know it being um you know, Harry Potter and it's in pop culture. It's like, Oh, you're trying to grab attention for your little cult that you're creating there because there are much more harmful, really harmful things out there than Harry Potter and, and quick, Twilight. Qu- quick disclaimer. Th- this is not because he's a pastor. Like none of us are like, you know, it, it it's i mean I, I don't have a problem with a guy who's doing the book burnings because he's a pastor oh yeah, yeah not no, even. no no no, yeah. no. I just want to make sorry it took me even a second not... to realize what you're yeah, sorry. referring to i was like no. no one is like yeah no absolutely not absolutely just want to make that don't want anyone to think we're like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i mean so. this guy has also referred to twitter when he was banned on twitter as he called he called twitter a censorship nazi the guy burning books yeah. complained about censorship is it greg Locke? is that who yes he let yeah, that no, settle his in churches <laughs> man crazy. it's just like i didn't even know that's, that's like, what it was i just that's that is the equivalent be. of someone who believes in the flat earth saying we have members around the world <laughs> that's a sort of irony of just oh like, beautiful say what you said so but slowly <laughs> beautiful i think about how I was very censored from a lot of things as a kid, possibly unintentionally, probably unintentionally. It just how I grew up. And I think about how ill prepared I was for some of the things that happened to me in life. And I'm imagining that on a scale like uh, where we're taking history out from people's curriculum and just how terrifying that could be That's it. on a much larger scale than just one person, you know, uh, not knowing how to deal with you know i don't know death and yeah i don't know it's just it's fucking terrifying it is it is I, but uh yeah i think y'all said it y'all all know this yeah I, we do but we're, we're not the ones listening to it you know so i like to make <laughs> that point for the ones that are because well, to me what up, listeners <laughs> like the one thing i i that i that i would add to y'all stuff too is and i think we all agree with this is it's the subject matter of mouse that's really important Mm-hmm. And that's why you should read the book. And it's something that is horrifying and is unpleasant. But it's something that everyone should learn about. And yes, even even kids. I was a kid when, when I was taught that. You know, I learned about it in sixth grade. And I doubt that it, this is finding its way into second grade curriculum. You know, I'm, I'm like, I, I don't think that's a thing. And, and so... I, you know, I just, I, I'd hate to see that people are blocked off from, from that story, if that would be their, their route to being exposed to, to that, that bit of history, you know, and, and, and learning from it. And kids are smart. They understand context. Like, no one's gonna read a book about the Holocaust and, and I don't know. 
I, I, I remember watching the movie Schindler's List as a kid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was a lot of nudity in that, which was something I was not really exposed to. And 0% did I think about the fact that there was nudity because of the context. Like, yeah. this was just like, this is this is how this actually happened. This is... Anyway, I don't yeah, know. I'm getting off on no. a tangent. So. It, I, it's something we could definitely talk about for a while and really break down. Um, the last thing I want to make sure to bring up is that there have been a lot of uh, shops and comic book shops who are agreeing to send copies of Mouse for free to students who are in that district. And I think that that's really great. I think that that's really cool that they're yeah. trying to spread it. However, that's I want to stress that I don't think that's the answer. Because the problem is... The problem is that they're restricting free access to these materials for all people. And I'm sorry, but the more stuff gets banned, it's great that mouse is being sent. Shops and publishers can't eat so much money that they send every banned book to families for free. So it's a, it's a fantastic gesture I think it's helping bring it to the forefront and the conversation to the forefront. But let's make sure that we are, you know, talking to our local government and voting for people who are not going to do these sort of things. Often the people who are willing to get that book are not the people I'm concerned about. Whew, that was fun. That was a fun conversation. Um so let's go ahead and move on to our next part because man gosh i just i feel like i could go on i have so many other things i want to say about uh book bannings yeah, yeah. Um, it's gonna get a little echo chamber yeah yeah, yeah 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 we want to watch out for that uh <laughs> that's a great way to put that um so let's talk a little bit about what we're reading uh meg since we just talked about mouse you you don't have to talk about it again <laughs> i read mouse which yay <laughs> yeah great yes um but what else have you been reading um so i'm reading a memoir (laughs) surprise surprise (laughs) called uh in waves by aj dungo dungo i'm actually not 100 sure how to pronounce his name so if dungo makes crazy chance he's listening uh sorry if i pronounced it wrong also thanks for listening aj um, yeah super cool <laughs> love your work um so this is a memoir uh that he wrote about his late partner Kristen, and the book is uh kind of two-toned the present is kind of like a blue uh bluish tone and then it goes back the whole story is intertwined with segments of the past um that are kind of like a sepia and um it, it the whole book is is kind of uh surfing is kind of like the focal point of the book so um it's his partner's relationship with with surfing and how that you know even when she was sick and and while uh after her death how that uh kind of kept him close to her was being like in the water and then um intertwined with excerpts about like um famous people like surfers and uh i it's it's i haven't actually finished it yet but so far it's really beautiful sounds great i really want to read it yeah, yeah, the second you said I, surfing, Tom's like, I really yeah. like it. Yeah, I do. I, I, I love, I love uh, And I don't know anything about surfing, so it's actually been kind of fun for me uh, learning because you do actually learn a little bit about it. Tom and um, I have been in the ocean together. 
We have, yeah. Well, Twice. The way you said that. Tom and I have been in the It was ocean awfully together. salty. Wink, wink. Um, yeah, it's really good. I I was reading it really late at night, and I just started crying, and I was like, I can't keep reading it. Because it's really emotional. Oh, I feel like looking at your face, you but were getting good. emotional talking about it. Oh, bit. I just, I can't, I know. I'm very, my face doesn't hide emotion very well. I'm no, also truly good. sleepy. Messina is a great book. Yeah, that I sounds really it. cool. It's, yeah, it's very good. So that's that's about, that and Mouse, you know, Mouse is kind of heavy. That's, that's about all so I've, heavy. That's about yeah. all I've been able to do. <laughs> yes. Um. So I have been, Black History Month kind of got my mindset back onto something that happened this last year was DC uh, relaunched all of their Milestone properties. Um, For those who don't know what Milestone is, is it was a DC imprint created in the 90s by a group of um, African-American artists and writers like Dwayne McDuffie, Dennis Cowan, Michael Davis, and Derek T. Dingle. And they wanted to ensure that minorities were properly represented in American comics because they didn't think that they were. And what initially was just one book, you know, there's a, there's a great um, interview Dwayne McDuffie had done at some point, And the gist of what he said was we couldn't do just one book because African-Americans in comics fell under certain stereotypes and we didn't want to, we wanted to show that there's that same sort of diversity in this, in, in, in that race group too. And they're not just falling under this. And so it's, it turned into several different books that all took place in the same city with characters who sometimes interacted with each other, uh, which is now referred to, I think, as the Dakotaverse. Because Dakota is the city. And... For those who watched cartoons in the early 2000s, you've probably heard of Static Shock. And Static is one of those characters created by Milestone and Dwayne McDuffie. But there was a bunch of others, and they're all incredibly different characters. I just, I can't even begin. But they, like, some of them at first seem like they feel certain uh, superhero, uh, black superhero stereotypes but the way they interact with the world around them is just so incredible. But anyways, it the imprint has been used and misused, and then it got pushed into the DC universe. But they've relaunched it, and it started with this book called uh, Milestone Returns Infinite Edition Zero. And it's kind of like a here's how things started book. And it just gives you little clips of each of the characters that you're going to be dealing with, but it's it's an origins book. It's kind of how they all started. So I have been getting for some time the Static series, uh, Static Season 1, under the Milestone Returns uh, banner. And it is incredible. It focuses on a lot of issues that uh, young black people are having to deal with um, in today's you know, society. And what, you know, based off what's been going on the last few years, it's a very relevant book. And it shows Virgil, the name of Static's real name is Virgil, uh, Virgil Hawkins. And it shows like he has a very diverse group of friends and that they all have individual personalities in the way that they're dealing with it. Um, He also, unlike a lot of superheroes, he has a family. He has a sister, 
and he has a mom and a dad and they're all supportive and they aren't killed at the beginning to motivate him <laughs> or anything crazy like that. You get to see um, a real family life, uh, which was really great because sometimes uh, books dealing with minority groups tend to focus on the tragedy around them. Um, st- you know, stereotypical tragedy. Um, this does deal with some awful things that happen. For instance, what gives static his powers gives a lot of people powers. It's called the big bang, but it was created by a gas that the police shot off during a peaceful protest. And some people died when their mutations developed and some people lived with their mutations. And it's, it's just an incredibly complex read, but it ties in. I started uh, with it to hardwire, which is another book that takes place in that. And uh, Virgil knows the character who is Hardwire as well, but I've only got one issue into that. But another really, really great book. And it's cool to see DC really highlighting these minority characters. And again, Dwayne McDuffie was a part of like the creation team that made all of these characters. But he's also single-handedly responsible, uh, not single-handedly, but he's majorly responsible for the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited cartoons he edited and worked on a bunch of those episodes. I believe he's responsible for in that show, instead of dealing with your classic justice league, he is one of the people that pushed for a more diverse league. So instead of getting the white, Hal Jordan green lantern, John Stewart, the first black green lantern is the green lantern for that show. And so here's the, the piece of uh, trivia. I want to tell you guys that I found out about Dwayne McDuffie. That's really cool. So Dwayne McDuffie, he, you know, pushed for uh, a John Stewart to be in Justice League. John Stewart was voiced by Phil Lamar. Oh, wow. Phil Lamar is known by a lot of people as, like, from, well, a lot of stuff, you know, Pulp Fiction, but he yep. was on Mad TV. Yep. Keegan Michael Key also did some writing for Mad TV. And after Dwayne McDuffie's passing, Keegan Michael Key found out that him and Dwayne McDuffie were actually half-brothers. Whoa, what? what? Yes. So Dwayne McDuffie, who has like really launched a lot of just you know diversity at DC Comics and just high-quality stuff all around, his they, they share a father. And um, I, I can't tell if like, I don't know if like, I don't know if dad was you know, cheating on anybody. I really don't, I don't know any of the story. I couldn't find any of the story behind what was going on, but they, they had different mothers and Keegan, Michael Key was put up for adoption. Whereas Dwayne was raised by his father and his mother. Um, and so uh, Dwayne died a few years ago, unfortunately, which is very unfortunate because we lost a great talent. But uh, yeah, Keegan, Michael Key had done some research on his family and he found out, that wow. if, that these two incredibly influential people, like they were half brothers, and that's crazy, had, and they and, and you know completely different <coughs> beginnings and everything. Um, so I thought that was really really cool. Yeah, that's uh, wild. Yeah, uh, no kidding. If you're looking for some good reading, you're interested in the idea of the superhero, but you want to see something more complex, check out these milestone books. They are incredible. I am going to go find some of the others. I know they've launched a few others since then. Um, I'm really interested in Icon and Rocket. 
because the classic story there was that Icon is kind of this immortal alien um, who took on the form of a black man, and he's a very conservative character, and his sidekick Rocket is a very liberal character. And that seems like a really interesting dynamic. I So I read that. I've been reading those. And then for funsies, I picked up a collection of a couple of different collections of Dark Knight's Metal <laughs> because I love it. But this collection that I've been reading uh, the last few days, Dark Knight's Rising, is about how where all the evil Batman came from. Like it's their different origins for why they're evil. But the basis is that they come from the Dark Multiverse. And in the Dark Multiverse, every world that's created also dies. And so some of them, their story is basically they found out what was happening and they couldn't stop it. And so they're pissed. Um, but just really, really, really cool. But that's that was just for funsies. And Tom, have you had a time to check out anything this week? I know I've you're been one of your sons. I've through my <laughs> big giant hardback um, Gideon Falls book. Um, I'm looking forward to having more time to read. I just wrapped up a month-long songwriting class. And that has been eating up most of my free time. So, oh yeah, That's who so was that cool class though. with? With Robin Pecknold of Fleet Foxes. He was the uh, he was the teacher. No. Yes. Are you serious? Yeah, 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 yeah. Holy cow, that's cool. Yeah, it was really it was mind blowingly good. Um, I did it through this oh program God, called awesome. School of Song. And uh, and yeah, so we I wrote four songs over the month, like one per week, and like recorded them and 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 did Dude, workshops so for them and cool. stuff like that so looking forward to having more time for reading because i've just i've been it's just been it's been my month and i'm anxiety <laughs> prone so it's just definitely it's been a crazy month yeah. <laughs> of of uh yeah. of focusing on that so i'm looking forward i i like wow i'm looking forward to to doing that i want to read a bunch of things i'm i'm, I'm gonna be on the hunt for books though that um uh, kind of more in your wheelhouse i think megan that just like Stories about people, like you know, memoirs, things like that. Because um, I, that's, I'm just wanting to kind of stay in the mindset that I'm getting in now that I'm writing, and and just be influenced by things like that, you know. Oh uh, yeah, Tom, I actually have, I actually have a suggestion for you. I found this really great book about this uh, this guy who was orphaned when he was really young, and he was raised by his butler. Oh, and <laughs> as he got older. He felt that he could be a symbol of vengeance. He had a nice coat. I looked for like half a second. Y'all were like, oh, what's he got? I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, interesting. It was was a butler thing, you know, I was like. And then as soon as you said butler. I was like, oh, oh, okay. It's because your face, you were just like, a butler. So anyways, well, Tom, we'll have to find some really cool stuff for you. And the last thing I want to talk about is in two weeks from today, we're going to announce our very first book for our book club. But we are going to have a monthly book club. We have a group on Facebook so you can discuss the books every month. So you've got two weeks to get joined. Say hi on the group. Just make a request. I do ask a couple questions to join the group. But it doesn't matter how you answer them. You're going to get accepted. I just want to know a little bit about the, a little bit more about the people who are joining the group. And it ma- matters a little what they say. I mean, if they say comics suck, I want to change their mind. Now, if they go off on like a racist book banning filled rant, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. I might. I might still let them on. Yeah. If but- they say like, send me pictures of Marcus's feet. 
You're probably oh, not Oh, they're getting on. In fact, I'm oh, going to no. create a private group for people like that. Oh, no. <laughs> um, okay, anyway, keep going. There's another. That's actually another group, Megan. Don't worry about that. Um, oh, God. So, yeah, get joined. In two weeks, we're going to announce the first book. And every month, we're going to have a book. And I eventually would love to do, like, some sort of book club meetup where we're able to uh, meet up. You know, spring's coming, so somewhere outside. Uh, not up in each other's faces. Can y'all hear my dog? Yeah, just oh, in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They're, they're hanging out. Oh my out. gosh, yeah, okay. I have no like worries. so many things between me and them, and I cannot believe I can still hear him. There's what some loud, loud boys. A turdo. Okay. Megan, you're selecting the first title, right, for the book club? I am. Nice. Yes, right. she. I've is. already selected it, but I'm not telling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Megan, I'll let you do the announcement because we're going to announce okay. it on Ew. Will Eisner week. Oh, cool! Yeah, that's coming up. I don't. I don't know. I don't really like talking. That's why I'm on a podcast. That's why you're on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the last visual well, medium left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, that is yes. going to be it for us today here at the VF Comics Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to us. Make sure to check the links below to go to all of our social media or support us on Patreon. So that way we can give away, you know, prizes and books and expand. Megan, don't say no. That I, I need people to give us money so I, I said, can afford all these Ooh, books. Oh, okay. I have you to. Monster, I'm running out of money. I work no. at the library. I do not have the money to buy this many books. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, make sure to do all that. And above all, don't ever forget to read what you love. Thank you for listening.